The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Good evening, everyone. Almost a full house. That's pretty good. Very, very good. Um, is it anybody's first time here? Yeah? Two. Okay. Uh, for those of you that is your first time here, is this the first time you've done meditation before as well? Okay. Okay. What about you? You done before? Okay. Okay. No problem. Just as a bit of uh, groundwork before we start, then uh, my name is Ajahn Sadaru. I'm the resident monastic here at the BSV. Been here for a little while now, um, and. These are regular Monday night sessions where we come and we practice together. We sit for it might might be a, if it's your first time might be a little little while. We usually sit for about forty five minutes to an hour kind of thing. So uh, ex, expect expect to go through the the uh, gamut of peace and boredom in that time. So ho hopefully hopefully it'll be uh, enriching for you. But I will give you some guidance as we're going through so if you haven't done any meditation before then uh, you can just sort of follow along with the instructions um, uh, then after that we have some question and answers and anybody that has any questions you're more than welcome to ask at that time anybody that's online you can type away and ask some questions online as well so that's really about the strength of it there's the nice thing about meditation is there's, there's not too much to instruct it's just you know just Sit here for sit here for forty five minutes. So that's pretty much what we're going to we're going to do now. So if you take a comfortable seat, just try to find a natural and comfortable position whether it's on the floor or on the seat. We don't really need to sit in any kind of special posture, but just as long as the back is nice and straight, overly rigid, but at least straight and upright. And to start, we can take a few deep breaths. Really feel it in your stomach area. And we do this just to center ourselves and to come to exactly what we're doing right now, which is simply sitting. Any concerns or worries or plans that we may have, just for the next few minutes we can Put these down, there's 
nothing for us to do, there's nowhere for us to go. We can simply sit and take our time here. can bring your awareness to the feeling of your body sitting here, either on the chair or on the floor. You can notice the sounds in the room or outside, the sound of my voice. Simply try to connect with the present and what's happening right now. You can even take a few more deep breaths. We can scan our awareness throughout our body just to see if there's any kind of uncomfortableness or tension or tightness. And if we feel anywhere that doesn't feel comfortable or tense or tight, just make some gradual adjustments and any tension we can just try to release and soften the body. Any kind of stress or burden that we might be carrying, we can just let that go and drop that for now.
as we start to calm down and start to feel more at ease and relaxed, we can bring our attention to whatever meditation object that we usually use. Might be watching the breath or observing the sensations in our body. Might be repeating a mantra over and over in our mind, some phrase. Whatever you feel most comfortable and familiar with doing, just invite you to naturally practice with this in the way that you normally would. Anybody that's new, you can just find something that feels comfortable. Maybe placing your attention on your hands, the sensations that are there. And we simply try to place our awareness on this point. And inevitably the mind will wander off and drift away and become distracted. But we simply notice when that happens and just continue to bring our mind back over and over. Very normal, very natural. You find your mind drifting off. There's no need to worry that you're doing something wrong. very normal for this to happen, so just be patient.
spend a lot of time in meditation trying to control our tension, control our wandering thoughts. Always feeling this need to do something with our attention, that we have to place it on the breath. that we have to pull it back and wandering off. There's always an element of doing and trying to control. To see what it's like to, even momentarily, let that sense of control go. And merely do. Your awareness and your attention, it's already there. There's no need for you to do anything with it. Just let it rest. It's not really going anywhere. It's always here. Simply allow it to rest in one spot and, and simply get out of the way. No need to do anything, just let it rest. Whether it rests on the breath or sensations. Simply just allow it to rest in this one spot. There's no need for us to do anything with it. like you place an object down on the floor and leave it, so to just place the attention and no need to try to control or do anything with it, simply allow it to stay and rest.
last few minutes of the meditation. We can maybe change gears a little bit now. And we can start to bring to mind somebody that we care for or respect or admire. can be a family member or friend or even somebody that you maybe look up to from afar. can even be a pet that you may have a loving relationship with. Just somebody when you think of them, some kind of warm feelings arise in the mind and the heart. And even if it's you can't think of somebody or even a pet, you can even maybe think of a place you've been to, maybe somewhere in nature or even your own home, and when you think of it brings this warm, connected feeling to And as you think about this person or pet or place, try to recall a moment that you may have had with them, a moment of deep connection. A moment of pure, unadulterated care and kindness for them. I try to recollect a moment where you really felt truly and deeply connected to them. Try to not just recall it, but also try to bring up the the feelings and the emotions that were associated with that connection, that care, that warmth.
even if we start to feel it in a small point, we can even try to make this grow, this feeling of connection and care. is to recognize that we are connected to somebody, that we're loved by somebody, that we're cared for by somebody, and that we care and love for somebody else. somebody there that we're connected with. Really try to sink in and appreciate this feeling of connection and care with this being. Think of the warmth and the safety of that feeling. coolness and calmness of it. Try to expand that all through your body. Can radiate and pulse through. Now try to bring to mind a time when you felt connected and a part of something bigger than you. Might have been a family gathering or time spent with friends. Or again, even if you're in nature and you felt connected to something bigger than you. 
and just try to recollect and really sink into that feeling of connection with a group of others or a place or a situation. This feeling of security and meaning. of unity. Again, really allow these feelings to well up within you. And pulse all through you. You can even allow them to feel bigger than you. And again, recognize that you're, that you are cared for, you are connected, Sometimes we feel like we're disconnected from the world or people around us. But if we take a moment, we actually realize how vitally connected we all are. Even this thing that you've come here to do tonight, to improve the quality of your mind, to develop calm and to develop some kind of peace and insight. This thing that maybe we hold is the deepest and most important thing in our lives. Right now there's people around you that share that. Right here in this very room with you. This way all of us here are connected with this. 
just like we have the desire to find some calm and happiness. Everybody else here has that same desire. You're connected to these people in this way. You share something. Let's see if you can allow that feeling of unity and solidarity to grow within you. It's feelings of compassion and kindness. And allow them to grow and spread out. we can recollect how fortunate we are that we have someone that we share a moment of care and connection with, or a group, and even others around us right now. And we can notice just how fortunate we are. how lucky our lives actually are. And if a feeling of gratitude starts to well up, and again, try to sink into this and allow it to grow, pulse around our bodies, and fill our minds, our hearts.
Very good. Hopefully you all had a nice sit. Most people are still here. That's a good thing. Anybody's got any questions, you're more than welcome to scream them out to me. Probably nobody feels like they're in a screaming mode at the moment. Or yelling mode. You can either come up to the microphone or you can just put your hand up and ask me anything and I'll repeat the question. If there's anybody online as well, if you if anybody's there, I don't even know. I don't even know if people are there online or not. Somebody's <laughs> furiously typing away at the moment. Thank you, Ajahn. We have quite a few people online who okay. have joined us from around the world, cool. including uh, Kenya. Kenya, okay. What a time it is there now. And also from the UK, nice. Sydney. Um, we will alternate between questions in the room and from online. We do have a couple of online questions, but if anyone would like to start in the room, we will take a question from here first. All the we'll, online audience to get the ball, get the ball rolling. Well, we will kick off with an online question. The first one's probably going to int intimidate everyone else into silence. The first question is, Ajahn, I have been meditating two hours plus every day for 52 days now. Good work. Very happy with my effort. Yep. Any suggestion for what else I should include in my practice? Keep going. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing, <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing. What you're doing already sounds very, very good. Uh, it's I don't know exactly what you're doing as part of your practice, but it it's um, it's it obviously seems like it's very. Uh, you're doing something right if you're doing two hours a day and you're doing that over you know 52 days and doing that in a row. It sounds like you're getting something uh, rewarding out of it. You uh, hopefully there's some kinds of improvements in the mind states that you're actually having. So uh, I, it's it's hard it's hard it's hard to say what to what else to do without knowing too much about exactly what you're doing right now. Um, uh, so I, the only thing, um, it's, you know, this, this is sort of the thing that's sort of in my nature where I, 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 I tend, I tend to sometimes look on the negative side of things, but it's, it's really, really good what you're doing. And it's, it's great that you uh, draw a lot of encouragement from it. And, you know, f to be doing two hours a day for that long, you know, you, you've probably already built up to this over a long period of time, but the only, you know, the only thing I'd sort of say is that. Uh, just keep persisting with it because there will be other times in your life where, you know, maybe other things come up and you don't have a, as much time to do two hours in the day or your meditation mightn't be as sort of rewarding. So you might start to go, well, I'm going to do less meditation now. I just, I, the only thing I'd sort of recommend is that you, you just, you know, have that in the back of your mind that this will come up at some point that you will want to, 
pull back or that you will just need to pull back, but to always keep that kind of uh, enthusiasm going, even in those in those uh, times where it does seem a little bit a uh, little bit less you do seem a little bit less enthused to do the practice just you have to keep that up and you know that those times will pass so you know whatever you're doing right now it seems great so just just keep just keep doing that and yeah so i can't really think of anything else anybody that's new you don't have to do like two hours a day either like it's fine that's you know, it's not like the it's not like the it's not like the rite of passage that you have to do when you walk in the door of the BSV. You don't have to don't have to commit to two hours a night or whatever. It's just you know, people people uh, generally generally find what level is comfortable for them or how much practice is comfortable for them. So for some people it might be quite a lot. For some people it might be just a couple of minutes a day. It's Totally fine. It's um, whatever whatever you actually feel comfortable for yourself. Uh, the big thing about this is finding you could say your own balance with this, your own middle way with this. So you don't go, well, this person is doing two hours and I'm doing nowhere near that. So I so I what, what am I doing? And it's like and that's fine. You know, just you just do what you do. Nobody in the room? Let's ask anything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Okay, yeah, I'll translate it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh. So the question was, you know, towards the end of the meditation session, I did this kind of practice, or guide in this kind of practice, where we're trying to sort of connect with other people. We're doing, it's in a way, it's just a, a bit of a, a tweak or a little bit of a different way to do uh, loving kindness meditation. Um, found that they uh, uh, found that that was quite good. So, but what's the you know what's the actual purpose of doing this sort of different kind of way where you're maybe more actively thinking about the way that you're connected with others. Would that be a fair assumption? Yeah. So in essence, is I, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of things with, you could say, traditional-based uh, loving-kindness-based practices where, you know, you're, you're thinking in a pretty, uh, I think it's good, you know, but you are, potentially you're thinking in a very linear kind of way of like, I have kindness for you, I have kindness for you, I have kindness for this group, I have kindness for them, them, them. Um, and it might just be, sometimes for some people it's, it can be very sort of linear and it becomes a very kind of abstract kind of thought, this amorphous kind of group of people that are out there that I have, have loving kindness for. Um, and I've just found it helpful in my own practice to actually you know, actively think of times where I did actually really feel loving kindness and I did feel connected and I did feel that I was a part of something and that I, was, that I wasn't disconnected from other people that are around me or in the world. Um, so for me, that sort of, that seemed to work quite well. And for us to, I think it's quite good for us to realise that we are 
actually, you know, the loving kindness that we can actually develop. It's not just something that emanates from us. This is not just my own thing that I that I am so beneficent and I give this out into the world. Or my loving kindness is like, no, you've been the beneficiary of a lot of kindness in your life as well. So remembering that and recollecting that and really realizing that you are connected in this way and that you're not disconnected from the rest of the world. I, you know, I think that actually sort of recollecting that, you know, there's been kindness that's been showed to me. There's been a time when I'm, when I'm actually a part of, I'm a part of something and it's not about me. The kindness that's there has got nothing to do with me. It is just the kindness of other people. And we can all, you know, we've all sort of felt these ways of like, uh, you know, I'm just sort of moping here by myself. Nobody understands me. I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm totally all alone in my thoughts and my suffering and all these kinds of things. But, you know, there's, there's, when we really do reflect on it, we, we never really are. Um, you know, everybody is going through the same kinds of, uh, the same kinds of suffering but also nearly everybody has the same kinds of goals as we do everybody has the goals of to have some kind of calm and happiness in their lives and you know really you know that's that's why i actually like doing these things in the room because there's so many people that are actually doing the thing that you're wanting to do now so you are connected with the people that are immediately around you even if they are total strangers and you don't know who they are so I
yeah, really something that you know obviously we don't think about it all the time but it is good to reflect on it and and actually be quite grateful for it and then we do have a lot of people around us that are quite good in our lives so yeah and yeah, good glad it helped <laughs> Call it a night? Oh, it's back on. <laughs> I can loudly pronounce that we're finished now. That's... Yeah, 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 okay, cool. No problem. So apologies to the online audience who just watched Ajahn miming. <laughs> <laughs> a very a whole lot of very interesting answers. I think there's most mostly enlightened people in the room now. You missed out, really. <laughs> um, the next question from online was: Does your practice rid you of loneliness or negative feelings associated with being alone? You aren't alone at the sangha. Yeah, um, so the caveat that I would give to that is that I, I'm I just, my whole life, uh, my personality is is actually driven, I, you know, I quite like being alone. I, I'm, that's when I feel the most comfortable is when I'm alone. Um, so I've never really had uh, uh, this feeling of loneliness, you could say. I feel, I've felt you know, sorry, I've never, sorry, I've never really felt alone. I've obviously felt loneliness, where there's this kind of subjective, negative interpretation of, 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 of uh, maybe people not connecting with other people. So I have felt a lot of loneliness, but generally, I don't feel alone. And just in general, I don't really feel lonely because my personality is such that I actually quite like being by myself. So, but you do bring up a good point, is that most monastics, um, um, it is actually pretty hard for us to feel lonely or alone because most of the time we live in communities. Um, we have a lot of people around us. We've always got people sort of coming coming and going. So it is, it is uh, uh, just by default, we do have a lot of people, do have a lot of people around us and other monastics around us. But, you know, the question... Uh, I guess is you know can you use meditation to deal with this loneliness and I you know I do think yes you can and by, especially by doing those kinds of meta practices that we're doing at the end of tonight in the guided meditation where we actually are you know even though we might feel very you know subjectively and negatively very lonely if we we do recollect different instances in our lives that we can actually recognize that we have been connected with others in some way and that even though maybe maybe in the present there's this feeling of loneliness you know there has been uh, 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 instances in our lives where we have felt that connection so you know just I think even recollecting recollecting this and also not only recollecting it and thinking about it from a memory perspective but also as we, as I said, with the practice, trying to really sink in and sort of radiate that feeling that you may get from that kind of connection, this can be a good cause for you to, you know, maybe not feel as lonely for, you know, even just this like kind of temporary kind of temporary period. And, you know, this can hopefully, hopefully be like a, a 
causal impetuous for not feeling so continuously lonely over a longer period of time. Um, and I think one other thing this practice can actually really help you do is it allows you to not be as not be as resistant to other people that are around you. Um, you know, a lot of times when we feel lonely or we feel, you know, lonely and isolated, whenever we're in some kind of social situation, it's like, I just I don't want to engage and I can't engage. Doing these practices quite a lot makes it, it makes it a little bit easier to actually engage with people that are around you. It's not, again, it's not perfect. Uh, it's not like, oh, it's a, like a magic bullet and all oh, my social anxiety is gone and it's great. It's no, it's not like that, but it just does make it a little bit, it does make it a little bit easier. So hopefully that answers the question. Thank you, Ajahn. Uh, I'd like to ask the next question because it's mm -hmm. the second time it's been asked online. Okay. It's not related to meditation, yep. but uh, I want to know something unrelated to meditation, how can we deal with many ants in the kitchen without harming them? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. You're, you're, there are ways to try to get rid of them without hurting them. Uh, there's things, I, I, I'm just sort of thinking, steam, ball, steam, roll, steam rolling, spit balling, I, I can't remember the word. Whatever it is, getting late. Um, but you know, uh, you know, I know there's some things where you do where you like you put some you put the powder down so they don't come into your kitchen. I think a big thing is like keeping your kitchen clean as well, like being being clean, throwing things away, like that. That also helps a lot. But you know, the the real question is is like, well, how do you actually deal with an existing ant or rodent problem that's there? Look, you just you do your best. You try to sweep them up. You try to sweep them up and throw them out. Um, you know, sometimes that doesn't work, kind of thing. Uh, you try all the options that are available to you to not harm them as much as possible. Um, but you know, in doing that, obviously, you know, there's going to be times where you're maybe sweeping. You might sweep the cobwebs, and you might kill a spider or something. You know, the big thing about these things is your intention. What's your intention that you're actually doing? Is your intention to actually kill the ants and to kill the spiders, or is is your actual is your intention just to clean your floor or something like that? You know, unfortunately, there are there are uh, times where you know we do have the best intentions, and sometimes the result from that is not so good. So. Yeah, you you know you the, you can't sort of spend your whole life in this kind of paralysis of I I just can't ever do anything uh, because I'll hurt some kind of living beings again. Your intention has to be I have to operate in this world and I have to do you know I have to I have to look after the kitchen or whatever it is, keep the kitchen clean, um, and I try to keep the ants and things out to the best of my ability in the most natural way without harming them. Um, but then, you know, just sometimes there, there are some kind of collateral damages there and it's just sort of, you, unfortunately, that's just a part of the karma of being in the world. You know, this, we're always mixing up our good karma with our, with some, some little bit of bad karma there. So, you know, it's in a way you just sort of have to accept it. But, you know, there's like, there's, there's so many more ways now to, to, to do these things that are more humane. Than there were, than there were, you know, like uh, thirty years ago, kind of thing. So, yeah, just you know, just do what you can, do what you can, do the best you actually can. Mm. 
Thank you, Ajahn. And we'll just have maybe a couple of minutes if we can squeeze one more question in. Yep. Uh, Ajahn, how, how can meditation help to overcome lethargy and burnouts? Um, I see, you know, one of the big things with lethargy or burnout is, especially lethargy and burnout are sort of two different things. Burnout is where you might become too, you know, like, emotionally involved in some kind of situation or emotionally engaged in some kind of situation or, or, or engaged in some kind of, uh, you know, uh, engaged in some kind of stress of a situation and you become enamored with, you know, sort of totally engaged with that and you become burnt out, burnt out because of this. Lethargy can just sort of come about when you... You you know you're just feeling a little bit tired or whatever, so in a way there are a little bit of two different questions, but I'll, I'll try to answer it with one with you know one general kind of question like your practice your practice first and foremost you you have to be looking after yourself you have to be looking after your own mind you have to be looking after the quality of your own mind this is this is you could say like one of the primary drivers and goals of actually practicing meditation so if you are taking some time out to actually look after yourself in this way this can really help with something like burnout but with lethargy it might it might sort of go well uh, you know i'd spend some time to practice and i might get sleepy or something like that but you know it's if it's if you're practicing in this right way where you're looking after yourself you will be you could say like reinvigorating yourself in some kind of way so even though you might sort of feel a little bit sleepy actually practicing meditation is better than you know spending spending half an hour watching tv or something like that or sitting in bed and and watching youtube or something like that just that period of practice will be reinvigorating reinvigorating for you to some degree um, but I think, you know, the big thing is you know, to keep that in your mind. One of the, if you are experiencing something like burnout is that, you know, you do have to take care of yourself first and, you know, meditation is just one of the ways to do that. Um, the, the question of can meditation help with this thing? Yeah, it can, but there's also plenty of other things, you know, get, you know, get enough sleep, get a good enough diet do some exercise and you're probably very well aware of all these things but you know it's not just that meditation is this one thing that will help you with it there's made there's maybe many different things that you might need to look at within your life if you're having these kinds of things and uh, meditation can be a useful tool for that but it's not the only thing so yeah hopefully that helps okay so maybe now we'll really end it, or really end it. We had the, had the false end, and we'll go for the real end now. So I appreciate you all coming. Um, just this week, we, we, uh, this Friday, we have the uh, introduction to meditation session on Friday. Also, we have on Saturday, we have a one-day retreat as well for anybody that's interested. Um, you can come, you can, you can either spend the whole day or you can spend a bit of the day, whatever time you've actually got, that's fine. Um, then on Sunday, we have a talk by Ajahn Nisarono. He's giving the talk this week. And that's about it. Is there anything more, Chinta? Or? I actually remembered everything this week. That's, that's amazing. I always forget one or two things. So it's very good. 
Okay, with that, we might call it a night. All the best for everyone.